Kia ora and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And today we welcome back the Aussies. Yay! Welcome back, Australia. Oh, well, the first flight will be landing soon. Actually, I have no idea what time the first flight lands, Chambers. But we do know that as of midnight last night, Aussies were allowed to arrive. So how good is that for our industry? I'm sure there's so many people celebrating today. Absolutely. And as we well know, it will probably be the VFR market that return first and foremost but it will be great for our ski season or your ski season I should say these days yeah (laughs) yes absolutely yeah we might need to um, talk you into booking one of those ski holidays to come back for a holiday and be one of our statistics absolutely yeah it's going to be really funny coming back making sales calls in uh, New Zealand (laughs) yeah I know I was going to say you're a long way from the snow in Cairns (laughs) I am very much so Oh, but anyway, we've got a nice short week this week with Easter coming up and another great episode lined up today with Nick Guthrie joining us from Anne's Crow. So what a great day to have him. The day that we welcome back the Aussies, we're talking to one of the leading wholesalers based in Australia. Australia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just hearing what they've been up to and what they're seeing now that the date has been announced and it's all happening. And he's got some really good insights to share with us. Yeah. And if you've never worked with Anscrow before, I would strongly suggest getting in touch ASAP. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So, and Nick would love to hear from you. He actually mentions that in the interview. He has already had his first Kiwi supplier visits. He wow. T- who the first one was to drop in and see them. And of course, he said he loves that part of his job. He loves to network and catch up with all of us when we go over. And yeah, it's just awesome that we can do that. I know that some suppliers did make it over in the Trans-Tasman bubble last year. I think some had to quickly hightail it out of Australia when the borders started (laughs) closing as well. But now it seems that we're back on track and we can start rebuilding and yeah really look forward to a good winter and by all accounts it's going to be a great summer out of Australia. Yeah let's here's hoping I know that there's a lot of Aussies over here really keen to get over to New Zealand um, and go and check it out there's quite a few that already had bookings through that trans-Tasman bubble and never made it over so yeah they're rescheduled to come so you're going to see some great numbers coming over I think. Yes, yes, definitely. So, but we've also had just to give you some insight over here, we've still got a really good, strong domestic market. And what I think New Zealand's going to benefit from is there isn't a lot of confidence in booking barley. So, which makes it great for Australia in terms of keeping that strength in the domestic market, but it's also going to be great for New Zealand because they they do feel confident booking New Zealand over booking barley. So, you will see those numbers, it's really worth it. Mm, yeah oh that's really good to hear so yeah I can't wait I think it's great I've already got friends who are planning their ski holidays to Queenstown this year so might make it down this year without getting locked down on day one like we did last year actually <laughs> yes. have a ski holiday which would be fantastic but yeah all in all it's just a, a really good week and we thought it would be great to have Nick on and obviously continue that Aussie celebration and leading into Easter and our nice long weekend absolutely yes anyway on that note 
we should hit the chocolate Easter egg, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I won't show you the stash that I've got hidden here, but um, that's for 10 people getting together over Easter. So, um, yes, there's a bit of chocolate to be had. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes, enjoy this episode, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media channels. Leave us a review. Um, We love those five-star ratings. It keeps us obviously very motivated to keep bringing you great content every week. And have a really happy Easter. Yes, enjoy the break. If it's it's not too mad for you working on the ops. (laughs) Yes, yes, and the weather holds out. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, talk to you next week. Kakadei. Well, I don't know about you, but it seems as soon as daylight saving is over, it seems somebody also switches off the heating button. So with that distinct chill in the air and the first snowfall of the season down south, we thought it would be fitting to have a chat with one of Australia's leading ski and leisure holidays wholesalers, Nick Guthrie from Anne's Crow. Kia ora, Nick, and welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Michelle. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me on. I hear this is New Zealand's hottest tourism podcast, so <laughs> thrilled, that, thrilled that you invited me. So, Oh, you're very welcome. And yes, we do like to think that we are the hottest tourism podcast, actually one of the hottest business podcasts. We've even been on that list as well. So <laughs> it's great to have you here. So first up, Nick, you come from a very well-known tourism family, but can you kick us off by telling us a little bit about your personal path into tourism and to leading the Anscrow team? Yes, I I can share some of that story. So you're right, Michelle. Like a number of tourism businesses, we are a family business, a lot of family businesses in the tourism industry, and Guthrie's is but one of them. So I kind of grew up around the dinner table and the, the, the family conversations were about coach tours and bringing holiday makers in from all parts of the world into New Zealand and, and how we were going to stitch it all together and and show people a great holiday so I think I've kind of absorbed it all through osmosis over my years growing up I did get into tourism actually straight out of the short stint I had at uni (laughs) I um, I was at Canterbury Uni for a while but I went to work for my father's travel agency at the Mm -hmm. time so that was Guthrie Travel and we were based in Christchurch we were selling corporate and leisure and I was the office junior Right. So I was what we now have in our business, you know, someone responsible for the ticketing. Now, back then, I wasn't allowed near any computer system or (laughs) ticketing system. Right. I knew who the international leisure team were and who the domestic team were. And I knew just to keep my (laughs) keep my distance. (laughs) But what, what I did, I mean, it was just a great start because I got to kind of be exposed to a busy travel agency. And, and my job was really packing a box up with tickets, you know, the physical tickets, physical, yep. putting, putting them in the car and just driving around town and, and dropping domestic tickets off to corporate. So that was my exposure into the industry. I've always wanted to be a part of it. I spent 10 plus years working in telco and IT when I moved to Australia in sales, I was, I was rubbish at that, but, but I think I always wanted to be in, in, in this industry. So the opportunity came up in, in, what are we now, probably 2015, when our managing director at the time, Owen Eagles, who many of your listeners will know, he said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
retire in many ways or step back a bit. So that was an opportunity for me to go and spend time with him. And that's become me moving into the managing director role and taking Anne's to where it is today and where it's going. Yeah, perfect. That sounds like a fun journey. And um, as you mentioned, Anne's Crow has been through a few changes over the past few years, um, mm. both in mergers and the tech side of things. So are you able to share with us a little bit about that journey and where you're at with that and also what your vision is for the future? Yeah, I, I sure can. So it's a great question, and, and, and we definitely think about that from management and, and even board level. Mm. We just challenge ourselves to think, how do we remain relevant, right? So fundamentally, Anscrow is a part of a part of the travel distribution system. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are operating in, in quite a unique, specialised space with inbound and wholesale. Kind of That's where we, we mm-hmm. operate. And and we think to ourselves, and particularly when the big OTAs started to, you know, the Booking.com and Expedia's, we looked and went, well, how are we going to be relevant? And mm. so everything can be done online, click of a button, consumers don't need intermediaries. And so over many um, years and conversations internally, we've, you know, made deliberate decisions to try and remain relevant in the travel technology space. We own and operate our own reservation system. Right. So we call it Ozone and we've developed that over 12, 13 plus years. And that's allowed us to kind of make decisions and set our own path for where we think we can develop automation, develop travel tech in, in our space that's going to work best for us. So um, whilst in many ways that's been an expensive path to to go down, I think it has enabled us to kind of get some clear air in Mm. in becoming a leading wholesaler and travel distribution partner, which is how we see ourselves. We really do want to become a leading seller of Australia and New Zealand travel product. Mm. So, yeah, that's one part of the technology space. We've also looked, uh, you know, at, at at the OTA space and selling travel online, reaching consumers directly. We have a ski brand called Ski Express, which we sell ski holidays to Aussies, and they, they're really comfortable with booking lift passes and packages through that site. We're one of a number in Australia that do that. So we, we're in that space, and I've got a wonderful team now in our, in our marketing space that are that kind of setting that path for us. They're the experts at how to sell travel online, certainly not me. So. Mm. That <laughs> yeah, sounds exciting. So yeah. another exciting news from today, as we go to air, Australians can now freely visit New Zealand. So it's been a long time coming after our trans-Tasman bubble burst after a, a short 14 weeks, I think it was last year. So there's been a great deal of excitement on both sides of the Tasman. Mm. How has business been for you since that announcement was made? Yeah, it was, what was it, 15th of last month that announcement was made. So, you know, we've been itching for that announcement to have happened. And so we had been prepared uh, as much as we could be. It's been amazing. It's been wonderful. It's been, gosh, we're, we're back, you know. We're, back, we're, yeah. we're thrilled about it. And, you know, I think about this a lot. And I, I thought you might ask this question. And one thing that I've been doing over COVID when the borders were shut, which was just, it couldn't comprehend that we were actually shut out of each other's country. So 
Yeah, I spent a lot of time kind of delving back into the archives of mm-hmm. our family travel business and yep. travel tourism in general. And there's a photo that I have in my office that I look at regularly. And it's a photo taken, it's dated 10th of April, 1965. And it's from Christchurch International Airport or or what was Christchurch Airport at Harewood in in April, 1965. So that's 57 years ago to the day. And the reason why this photo stands out to me and I love looking at it is it is the photo on that date was the first jet service that arrived connecting Australia to New Zealand. So it was a Quantum 707. It flew in from Sydney. It arrived into Christchurch, right? So that was the first jet service. Now, of course, Aussies and Kiwis have been travelling between the two countries prior to that, but it was a long and difficult and expensive process. Mm. Back in 1940, we were flying on, what were they, flying boats, Mm. right? And took eight hours. And I'm sorry to sort of go into a bit of a history <laughs> conversation here, but I think about it a lot because it's important in my mind because that date when the jet services came in was really the start of tourism, really mass tourism yeah. for New Zealand. And what's staggering in the photo is just at the airport that day, they say that there were 10,000 Kiwis there to greet that aircraft. And wow. You know, it's a staggering photo. You've got all these Cantabrians pouring out over the airport terminal and up on the viewing bridge. And maybe they were there to see the latest aircraft and they're excited about that. But but I kind of think they were just there, just shrieking with joy about all these Aussie tourists that were going to start to come in and, and start an industry for the country. So so anyway, that's, that's something that has been in my mind a lot is the excitement that tourism mm-hmm has always been able to bring. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the flights are going to arrive in from Wednesday morning into, into New Zealand and, and maybe there'll be 10,000 people at, at, you know, Auckland Airport and Christchurch Airport to do the same thing. Wouldn't it be great to think that that is the welcome that we would give our Aussie mates <laughs> when they got here? Because I know I was actually on the first flight last year out of Auckland into Brisbane when the Trans-Tasman bubble opened and of course the media were there to greet us and they had all sorts of things happening and hundreds and hundreds of people just waiting for their loved ones to get off the plane and yeah it was a really fabulous experience it was just kind of like well this was something we always took so for granted And then all of a sudden it was taken away from us. And so the excitement of getting back on a plane again and actually watching a movie on the plane or eating plane food, God forbid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, those those things we took for granted and taken away. And, yeah, we want them back. So, yeah, we're super excited about about the prospect. And, yes, it's going to capture the media for for a little window there. But for your listeners who you're all tourism people, you know, that excitement, the industry, our job is to capture that excitement every day of the week. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Because that's what our visitors from Australia, are, 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 you know, that's why they go on holiday. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what are the winter bookings looking like? How's the ski season shaping up, given that we've had two years that the Aussies haven't been able to get here? Yeah, so it's building. I was looking at it before, and each day is building. Each weekend is stronger than the weekend before. Mm-hmm. There's a milestone at the end of this month, which is the early birds. Early birds. Yeah. So that that will we expect to see 
things really strong towards the back end of this month. You know, we think winter will be really strong, but, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about the challenges, but it's going to be, will the tourism industry, will the hotels, will the product be staffed enough to, to handle the demand, right? Mm. I think the demand's there. I'm really confident about that. Everyone's out there encouraging Aussies to take a holiday again. Is the tourism industry prepared, right? Yeah. Yeah, so through no fault of anyone's, right, it is just the reality. And and talking to the airlines and looking at the schedules across the Tasman, we just want more capacity on the Mm. Tasman. But but we also respect and understand that they too are hiring pilots and ground crew and air. Starting from scratch again, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you can't flick the switch off and then on in Mm. tourism Mm. you know so yeah I think this is one of the things we've talked about this on on some previous episodes and it is an interesting one because I guess why I've always been such a big advocate for working with trade is around that having the pre-bookings coming in because you are booking in advance. You're not a direct customer who's just passing by on the day and deciding there and then to, to come in and do an experience. And so it gives you that level of certainty knowing that you've got some business on your books to go out and then confidently hire people because I think there's probably this uncertainty sitting with some operators who've had a tough couple of years. Mm. Some businesses have managed to work with the domestic market better than others and some products, as we know, are better suited um, to switch to a domestic market away from an international market than others are. So have you got any advice for operators that may be sitting there thinking, well, yes, I'm sitting in Queenstown or Wanaka, that is a, a big ski area, I'm not sure the business it doesn't look like it's coming through yet for me, but I, I want to be prepared. What, like, what do you say to those operators? Look, the way I'd approach it is once that first visitor arrives into your product, into your hotel, onto your, you know, activity, it's showtime. Yeah. You know, it is game on from that very moment. There's, there's really no time for squeaky wheels there's no time for oh we're just kind of working our way through COVID policies and Mm. and the visitor that arrived the first one through your door is the one that just is expecting the best tourism experience that they have in their mind and if you can deliver that on that first occasion then that visitor is going to return back to Australia and they are going to tell their network and their friends and family Mm. about how easy it was, how wonderful it was to travel again, how great that product was. Yeah. As hard as it is for tourism operators, and look, we and our family, we are one ourselves, operating coaches, but, Mm. and it is hard. So I respect that. But the reality is once that first visitor arrives, it's like the lights are on you and you go. So that's the way I'd approach it. Yeah, that's really good advice. Do you think that the Aussies are showing any extra concern about travelling while COVID is still around or have they just got to the point where they're completely over it (laughs) and want to move on? Yeah, okay, so that's, I was thinking, I kind of look, I live on the Gold Coast and I look around often at the tourism 
industry here kind of stitching mm-hmm. itself back together. And right now we're in school holidays. So mm-hmm. I was driving into work yesterday and today. And I drive past a couple of the tourist hotels. And, and this week, more than any over the last two years, there were crowds of young families, tourists, clearly interstate. They might have been Kiwis, I, I don't know. But they were lined up outside the tourist hotels waiting for the bus to take them to SeaWorld or to yeah. take them to DreamWorld. And that, you could see the prams were jostling for position. And, yeah. But they, could, they were all loving it. And they were, they, there was, I, in driving past that, I didn't pick up any, they weren't keeping distance. They were just yeah. wait to go out and get on a roller coaster. And I know that tourism space here is, is different to New Zealand, but that's what I'm seeing here in, in the Gold Coast, and I saw it last night driving home. I was I was sitting behind the aqueduct, oh, yeah. you know, the, that that iconic amphibious tourism, you know, products and Trevor runs that in Rotorua. So, yeah. and that was packed, you know, and you could see that the happy tourists were there. And yeah. so, I think Aussies absolutely traveling and moving around airports. I mean, look at the the photos, the images oh, out of Sydney. the airport at the moment, right? So, people are like. Get, get me holidaying. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're ready to go. Yeah, awesome. And have you seen any changes in the way that people are booking their holidays so far, like in terms of lead times or length of stay or even what they're booking on the ground? Has there been any major shift? I know it's early days. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I think more people are using a travel agent. I, yeah. I think that's happening. I look at our, the bookings and quotes that I see and I see a lot lot of new travel agents there. So, yeah, I think... But look, Michelle, I see bookings for as early as late this week, this weekend, out into Jan, Feb, March next year, and agents wanting rates for 24. So it's anything and everything. Is, yeah. Is what yeah, brilliant. And how many Kiwis have been over to see you so far? Supplier. Yes, suppliers, <laughs> yeah. It's, it is. I, I, I love this part of the job, and I get – in my office I get to see all, all the visitors come up the stairs and yeah so the yes Michelle they've started to arrive and we've had some great catch-ups and great dinners and and conversations and some of them actually were back last when the bubble was open last year mm. so we're kind of giving another go but yeah they're coming over they're super excited our team are eager to hear what's new and, and so that we can you know properly sell that into the market but more the merrier come on yeah. over yeah Awesome. Ken, let's give a shout out. Who was the first person to come and visit you? Can it you was remember? Dov from Sedema. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. he, he was the first one. And then we've had Brad Patterson and, and uh, Mark Rose have, have come over as well. Yep. Uh, great to see those guys. So, and look, from late this month and into May, things are, it's really busy mm. every time. Good. But look, we and, and a lot of you, listeners will know our team and products we're battle ready for lunches and dinners and (laughs) (laughs) excellent (laughs) so from the product team have they had any challenges working with operators over here there's obviously been a lot of change in personnel and resource on the ground are they okay like we've heard from some of the inbound operators that we've had on the show saying it's been a little bit of a challenge to get information and rates out of some of our operators are you guys seeing that as well or are you finding that 
Australia's sort of on everybody's radar? No. I think we would be seeing the same thing that other inbound operators would be seeing. Um, But it gets better every day, right? And I understand that, like, suppliers, the owners and the shareholders and the operators are uncertain about the schedules that they're going to put on or do we run this product or do we run that dinner seven nights a week? So those Mm. questions are unknown. So whilst we're saying just give us everything every day of the week at the best price, they've got to make their own business. And, yeah, so, look, this is all around that, that, that thought around you can't switch the industry off and then immediately have it back on. It's going to take time. But look, as soon as you're, if you're listening and you're a tourism supplier, as soon as you do have something ready or you want to test it or question, ask, ask us. And, and when it is ready to go, get it over to us ASAP, you mm. know? Yep. Yep. That's great advice. So there's been a lot of talk here about the challenges of finding great staff. And I see Anne's Crow's been on a bit of a recruitment drive lately as well. Are you finding the same challenges in Australia or have you found that that great migration north to Queensland has helped you out a little bit? Yeah, we are lucky. You're right, Michelle. Thanks for spotting that we have been on a recruiting drive because we wanted to, yeah, we're, we're building back so we're very lucky we found some really some superstars in the making so i'm super excited for, for you guys to meet them they're on reservations we're a, we're a rock star marketing team yeah. uh, marketing team uh which which are doing great things so yes finding staff attracting staff back into our industry in general is an issue for everyone and grows no different but look it's a competitive space and we'll make sure that we're putting a you know encouraging prospective employees to think about Anscrow and, and and why joining our company is a good thing for their career so if you've got anyone listening over on your in your yeah. that are looking to embark on a career back into tourism or reservations products something like that connect mm. with us get in touch with our HR team at Anscrow which is me to get in touch yeah yeah, that's great. And you've got a lovely office there and you're right by the beach as well. So couldn't yeah. think of a, yeah, it's pretty easy. Now, Trends Connect is on this week for Australia and Asia. Do you have any tips to share with operators who may be joining you on a call? What do you like to see in that 15 minutes that you've got with them? That, that That's that's a great question. And I know that Louise and Rachel are way better equipped to <laughs> <laughs> They just have a good chat to Louise and Rachel and remind them about the top five things about your product. I think one of the things that Anscrow's got a lot better at and what we're working very hard on is our our product development. Mm-hmm. How do we create packages and itineraries that just have something, uh, an interesting flavor to it or mm-hmm. something new, something interesting? So if you've got some of that product that might just fit well into some of our packages, let us know. Mm. Yeah, bring that to the top of the agenda because it'll what will happen from that conversation is that product will come out and they'll sit with our marketing team and they'll go hey we've just heard that such and such has got this great afternoon wine tour Mm -hmm. we think to try it in one of our packages so yeah that maybe focus on those things yeah perfect and any other general advice for our listeners who may not yet be working in the Australian market from your suppliers that might be listening I would encourage them to 
but be a part of it. I mean, it's going to be, it, it, it was the, the largest source market for New Zealand tourism. It's going to rebound much faster than any of the other markets. And yeah, if, you, if you're not already in it, then consider what it might look like if, if you had a product that was reaching some of the Australian market. And remember, the Australian market is incredibly diverse, mm. right? It, it, you know this, Michelle, right? It's, mm-hmm. We, we kind of think it's just the stereotypical Aussie that's going to come over with their two kids and, and do a typical New Zealand holiday. It is a immensely diverse country um, and they're going to travel for all sorts of reasons. So there's something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, good advice. Now, Nick, you listen to the show, so you know we do a little get to know Nick Guthrie better session at the end. So we've got our quick fire round ready to go. Are you prepared and are you ready for this? I'm ready, Michelle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) North Island or South Island? South Island. Red wine or white wine? Uh, White wine. Mountains or lakes? Lakes. You, your yeah. best ever holiday experience. My best ever holiday experience. I mean, I loved um, when I was traveling through Europe for a couple of years, my time in Turkey mm-hmm. through Cappadocia, getting into a crazy game of backgammon with a rug seller in, in like one of his caves. And anyway, he fleeced me for <laughs> a bottle of Jack Daniels and a pair of Levi's jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got off lightly there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your favourite colour? Uh, blue. Where will you holiday next? I've got to go back to Accra, which is my home, my heart and souls in Accra. So I can't wait to go back there. That's a holiday, right? I, but I'll be in New Zealand lots, I hope, for work. But that's also a holiday. So Yeah. And what's your favourite place in New Zealand? It is Accra. Accra, yeah, okay. And. And favourite place in the world? Gosh, that's that's a tricky one. But I, I guess I will say it's where I am now. I think I I, I just that's yeah, that's a weird answer, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't really kind of sit here and go, that place is the most incredible place, and I want to be there. But but you're very happy where you are. Very happy where I am. Yeah, lovely, cool. Well, Nick, that sums up our show today and thanks so much for making the time to come and have a chat with me and it's great to hear how you guys are getting on and obviously it's a very exciting day today with the Aussies coming back and hopefully that's the start of the the new tourism world for all of us and it it just continues growing and ticking along nicely for us without too many interruptions now so yeah yeah, no, awesome, Michelle. Thanks for having me on and, and well done for everything that you're doing and you're in this podcast and the, the promotion and, and work you're doing for the tourism industry. And I know how deeply involved you are and how much you care about it. So well done to you. Thank you. All right, well, all the best and we'll chat to you soon. See you soon, mate. Okay. Bye. Bye.